Hi, my name's Tina Waldron. Welcome to the podcast. Every week I look to interview someone that can help you share your faith naturally with the world around you. In 2023, I'm going to be interviewing people in Australia, also a few from overseas, and then there'll be a few weeks that I'll jump on myself and actually do a little bit of recording with some information that may help. If you're looking to do some coaching and evangelism or as a female in ministry or an online course this year in personal evangelism, please check out our website, evangelisminaustralia.com. Let's get into this week's episode. Welcome to the Win Win Evangelism Podcast. My name's Tina Waldron from Evangelism in Australia. Today I'm speaking with Andrew Beardman, who has 35 years plus of ministry experience, but is a life coach. And we are talking about unlocking hearts at using coaching to lead others to Jesus. Welcome to you, Andrew. Thank you, Tina. It's good to see you. And you're up and about and out of that uh, sick bed of yours. So bless you. It's great to have you along, yes, after my hospital um, outings of recent times. Andrew, I love the fact that you've got a lot of um, background in ministry. You've been involved in pastoring. You've seen churches planted. But the Lord's really shown you a key through life coaching and how you can use this to lead people to Jesus, or you've discovered how effective that's been. So can you just tell me what exactly is life coaching? I can tell you what it's not. It's not discipling. It's not mentoring. It's not counselling. It's uh, basically learning to how to uh, listen to people and ask the right questions by the things which you pick up by what they're saying. That's pretty much it in a nutshell. Yeah, I love that because I, I just think of think of outreach and evangelism, Andrew, and I think sometimes we, we talk too much that actually we should be better at listening. Mm. Tell me a little bit of a story. I, I heard one about a guy from years ago in schooling that connected with you and you did some coaching. Can you summarise what happened with that as an illustration of the power of life coaching? A lot of the clients I get uh, are non-Christian people. And um, so I'm always cautious and careful of uh, saying too much about my faith because it's like coaches. It's not about um, not about us. It's about the person who we're coaching. This individual I used to go to school with over 45 years ago, and he was uh, a bit of a rising star in football. And uh, so you never got to him because he's one of the cool kids at school. And I suppose you could say I was one of the dags. And... Um, he rang me up out of the blue and I was quite surprised it was him. And he called to, to say he'd like to take me on as his life coach. Uh, he himself is an entrepreneur now, very well versed in business. And during the course of our time together, you do get to know a person quite well and they get to know you. And he got to know me and he said, the way you speak, the way you listen is very different to what I've experienced. Moving on, uh, he started questioning himself about uh, where he was at in life and never once did I bring up about where he was at in life but he did it himself because he started watching me by the questions I was asking him he himself started searching for God as he put it and then he said I'd like to know about God and uh, as a life coach I said look you know you're paying me a fee to coach you not to talk about God we could have a cup of coffee afterwards and we'd probably have a bit of a chat and we did that. But uh, how I did that was very different the way I've done in the past. 
uh, we just basically listened to his story during a cup of coffee and um, we just talked about his experiences and what they did to him and how it changed him. And he said, I like to change ever more. Uh, and I'm not sure how to do that. So I asked him the question, well, how do you think you would do that? So he was searching for his own answers to his own questions and he found them. And then he'll say, what do you think? And I'd say, well, this is what I would do for me, but that's up to you what you would do for you. Make a long story short, um, I was at church one Sunday because he found out where I went. He rolled up on a Sunday. I had my two sons and my wife with, with me, and he tapped me on the shoulder, and there he was. And uh, I, ne- I never led him to Christ. I didn't say too much about God to him enough. And, uh, you know, that scripture talked about it's not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, says the Lord. And I think I might have mentioned to you earlier that um, a lot of us use that scripture all the time. But to see it in action, it's pretty powerful. And I think one of the key things for seeing that scripture in an action is uh, let God do the talking and you do the listening. Because, you know, my Bible says my people hear my voice. And it doesn't say Christians hear my voice, it's my people. And we're all made in the image of God. And so I think he heard God's voice. And uh, he used me by uh, watching my actions, you know, my silent witness, so to speak. And, um, that that's what I want to be like. I want to be like you, which is quite dangerous, I might add. So, but uh, yeah, that's that's what happened. Be natural, naturally natural. So I love that. So lots of listening. So what you're saying to me is, as I'm engaging this, the one of the coaching skills that I could use as I'm engaging with the world around me that doesn't know Jesus, is this very active and intentional listening. Andrew, what are you listening for, and and what helps you to be a good listener? It's interesting, before I give the answer, counsellors say we need to listen to the client. And there's some truth in that. And we're not counsellors. But the key thing, as you said, is listening. And so, say, for example, I'm talking about um, the Blues losing on the weekend. For the ones out there who don't know the Blues, it's the football club in Melbourne, and uh, how they're going to lose again. And so, with a question like that, you go, you say to the person, why do you think they'll lose? Why do I think? And they'll give you the answer to it. And then next minute, as they're giving the answer, they're actually thinking about what they've said. And me being the listener, I'm listening for the next thing they're about to say. Why do you think you said that to the answer of my first question about the blues? Then I said, and we just go on this journey together. So you're always listening to find a little gem in the rough sort of thing, pick it up and just ask the question, what do you mean by that? and they'll share more, and it just gets bigger and bigger and bigger, the conversation. So you're always looking out for those little gems, what they're saying. Why did they say that? What did they mean by that? Where are you going with this conversation, you feel? It's just, it just ends up being an incredible story of really their life, not about the Colton Football Club in Melbourne. It's just a story about their life and what it means to them. Silly example, I know, but I'm probably the best one I could use right now because I'm a Blues fan. But uh, so listening carefully to every little gem they're saying, pick it up and just ask the question. Don't tell them what to do. So we use you, Tina. Tina, would you be so kind enough to share what you meant by what you just said? And so they don't feel threatened and they'll share it with you. And you go, I thank you so much for sharing that. I've learned a lot 
about what you just said. Quite interesting. You said that. Can you actually share to me what that means and where it will be taking you, you think? And then they'll come back and say, well, I'm not too sure where it'll take me, but it's made me think that I am on a journey that you are. And I'd like to follow that journey with you. And so they don't feel alone. They feel that they've got someone who understands, not doesn't judge them, doesn't tell them what to do, but go along that journey and uh, enjoy it with them and see them grow and flourish and become what they're meant to become. Because one of the things that happens in listening is that people say, I want to be this. But along the journey, they start out, I want to be this, whatever it may be, they end up being that. And they'll say, I never thought I'd be that. Well, especially you're listening to yourself and you're on your journey and you're trying to understand yourself. And uh, I hope that's a, that's a pretty long answer to a short question, I think. so. That's a great answer. And Andrew, what I feel like you're saying to me is that you're listening with the intent to ask questions that provoke the person to have a look deeper at why they are responding the way they are. Is, is that what you're saying? Yeah, 100%. I think that's why you're a doctor of theology and I'm just a life coach because you put it really well there. I'm going to employ you as my assistant in life coach and that was very good. (laughs) Yeah, well, it's fantastic, but it really does take a lot of governing your own mouth, doesn't it? Because you could easily jump in and and take over the conversation. Yeah, when you're a preacher like I am, you can't shut us up. And so uh, my lecturers at university said, Andrew, you're gifted in talking, but we've got to learn how to manage that gift. So I do sometimes have to put the reins in my mouth and pull myself back. So it's been a real learning curve for me to the point, Andrew, you've got to learn to listen. And it was interesting recently with a pastor, we we're talking about prayer. And I said to him, do you know, um, most Pentecostals, not everyone, but most Pentecostals said, we want to hear you, God. And as they're saying, I want to hear you, God, I want to listen to you, God, we're still talking. He goes, we just shut up because I do want to talk, right? But the only way I can talk if you be quiet. And so uh, I think it's inherent in most believers. We want to tell God how much we love them. But uh, he goes, well, I want to tell you too, but you need to listen to me. And so my journey is basically how to train myself to listen. And the course I did trained me how to do that. And I find that uh, the greatest revelations I get from God now is uh, uh, zipping my mouth and just listening to him. And I walk away, feel blessed and encouraged. I'm going, I know who I am and I know where I'm going. And the people whom I'm coaching know the same as well. Yeah. So tell me a little bit about that because I haven't done the course that you've done. Um, but can you think of two things that were, Andrew, were most helpful for you to help you be a better listener? Uh, this is very unspiritual, I'm about to say, but I think it works. And that is um, when you've got a, a lecturer who gets to know you well, in my case, uh, Professor Lynn, who's now become a personal friend, she has been blessed with a couple of words, Andrew, shut up. <laughs> uh, and I think that's one of the key things that helped me. And she'll say, she'll start coaching you to the point, why do you always have to have the last say, Andrew? Do you think you know why? During the questions in my coaching sessions in class, I started learning things about myself that I always had to have the last say. I always had to interrupt. And so, the best way to learn is to be coached yourself. It's hard to teach coaching, but to be coached first, then you have a far greater appreciation and understanding. 
And so uh, I would say listening to myself when I was speaking and listen to the instructions that were given. I mean, I say that in just saying shut up. That's what it felt like at the time. And I think that's how God speaks to me. And he's got a humor with me. But uh, learn to listen. And, and it's very hard to do because when you're listening, you're actually thinking about what you're going to say next, but you're not necessarily listening to the instructions you're given. So it's important to turn off your brain and concentrate on what the person's saying. Really concentrate. The more you do it, it becomes second nature. And the more you do it, it's just like enhancing a gift that's in your life that you knew was there, but you didn't know how to be trained to use it properly. So concentrate on what they're saying and don't think about what you want to say. That's one aspect. Second aspect would be the teaching that I had at Life Forming, uh, the way the manual is set out, our training book. There's a lot of stuff in there and there's a lot of worksheets that you need to read and you do probing, intuition, smart, and all these other uh, incredible things that you need to learn. And so you implement those things in the way you listen and the way you train people too. So it's got a lot to do with the uh, the curriculum that we study. And, uh, and I'm not the sharpest uh, tool in the shed when it comes to learning things like that. And so you've really got to work hard at that. I did. Yeah, and we got through it. Yeah, and I did well in my exams too, which I want to brag to everybody out there in TV land. Uh, but um, yeah, I hope that answers in a in a way. It's hard to explain, I suppose. No, it's a great answer, and I think very challenging. I mean, just if we all went from listening uh, to this episode with you, Andrew, and we all said to ourselves, "All right, tomorrow when I wake up." My goal is to be a better listener in every conversation I have. I mean, percentage-wise, just humour me, percentage-wise, Andrew, when you're having a conversation with someone, when you are in that coaching mindset of listening to others, in a percentage, how much would you be talking and how much would the person that you're coaching be talking? Is it like a 50-50? Is it like a 90-10? What would you say? Good question. Uh, At the start, it was probably me being 90% talking and the other person 10%. That's when you start out coaching. But I found as we went along, I was trained that I'd say I would be 10% and that would be 90%. Okay. So you just ask short questions to the person who you're coaching and they just keep talking and talking and talking and you're just jotting little notes down of things that you picked up you could use for your next session when you get together. So, uh, Part of the coach is pretty much don't talk at all, just listen. Mm. And that's a part of the exams you go through too. Uh, you do a, an oral exam, coaching someone live, and the teachers are watching how you coach and mark you. So it's, it's pretty thorough. And, uh, and obviously you're nervous and you occasionally look to the camera and give them a bit of a wink and say, how am I going? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, it's 90% listening i'd say if not if not more yeah fantastic and that and i think i can go away and i can implement that you know if i have those percentages in my mind of what i'm trying to achieve with someone using some of these coaching skills of listening let's talk about questions because the little siamese 
twin to listening then if I'm using coaching skills is asking the right questions, asking, could I call them powerful questions, the right questions. What makes a good question, Andrew? Each person that you're coaching, there's no formula to asking the right question, but one of the basic things to say that gets everything moving is, would you be kind enough to share a little bit on what you just said? And they'll share and I'll just keep talking and that's where the 90-10 comes in. So I would say that would be your number one. When you start off coaching someone, when you meet a person for the first time, ask the question, would you be kind enough to share the Tina story? Could you share a little bit about yourself? And they start sharing about themselves. And as they're sharing, you're getting to understand them. And then you know the next question. Tina, you mentioned in sharing about yourself that um, one of your favorite things is um, having avocado on toast with friends. Can you remember the last time you did that? Well, just yesterday we did that. And they start talking about that. So you can deviate all over the place. The key thing is always remember, never tell a person what to do. Don't tell them what to do. Don't say, tell me that. If you say, tell me that, they can say, I really don't want to tell you anything right now. It's none of your business. But if you say, one, will you be kind enough to share that about your avocado on toast? They'll go, yeah, sure. And it just keeps flowing because they don't feel threatened. They feel they feel comfortable in your presence. They feel confident that I'm now talking to a, a friend. Mm. So number one is always listening to their stories by asking the question, would you be kind enough to share something about yourself and never tell a person what to do? You know, tell me, don't do that. Coaching tends to focus on helping people in crisis and those who have need Uh, emotional healing. Mm. Mentoring and coaching have many similarities. A mentor is an uh, authority in his or her field and imparts skills, information, perspective. In coaching, the person being coached is the expert who has the answer within himself or herself. Yes. Uh, Working with a coach allows a person to discover their answers. And I think that's really good to, to be aware of that too. But A lot of the questions we ask a client comes from within ourselves. It's just we know how to fashion that question by saying, don't tell a person what to do, ask them is kind enough to share. And then you formulate your own type of questions in your journey as a coach. Like a lot of things I say to people, the training never taught me that. It's just that you're fashioned to think a different way. So, and you'll find that when you become a coach and you're coaching, that you're always coaching and always listening and you walk away feeling enriched to the point, I spent time with this person today and I learned so much more about that person, but I learned so much more about myself. And I find that exciting because that God speaks through his creation. So he's always speaking, but we're not necessarily listening. Yes. So that's very interesting because a lot of people I talk to about coaching, when we would talk about what type of questions do we ask, we often think about 
open-ended questions or we talk about, you know, powerful questions and we can all search those up and Google them, but you're talking more about the way or the spirit in how that question is asked. So rather than being a direct question, even though it's open, you're saying it needs to be more, would you mind sharing that with me? It needs to be a kind open-ended question, if I could even phrase it that way. Is is that what you're yeah, yeah, saying? It's yeah. more about the spirit of how you ask it? I've never heard it put that way, but uh, yeah, I, I, I completely agree. Every person you speak to as a client or as a friend, when you formulate a question like this, direct questions, open questions, ownership questions and revealing questions, they can see the sincerity by the way the questions presented the person you're speaking to. And it can become robotic to the point, you know, will you do this and how do you feel sort of thing. And they know that it's, it's not heartfelt. People know that. When you put your personality into something with sincerity, respect, honor, and love, you know, you've got a captive audience. They'll listen, you know what I mean? And they'll go on that journey with you. So I think what you said is, is spot on. Okay. Well, look, this has been a very helpful interview. I have personally, myself, Andrew, I've gained a lot today when it comes to me being able to unlock hearts using mm-hmm. coaching to lead um, people that to explore and others to Jesus. So what, in summarizing, what we're saying is we need to be very good listeners. Mm. We need to go and challenge ourselves today to go for that 90% listening, mm. 10% maybe talking. And we need to be careful of how we ask questions. Of course, that we want to have open-ended questions. Of course, we want those to be questions that help people explore, but it needs to be the manner in which we ask those questions is very important. So I'm going to drop in the show notes today, all the links so that you can connect with Andrew through platedrhino.com.au and you can explore some more. And we might also put some other links in there for some tools that Andrew would see that it could be helpful um, for us. So Andrew, thank you for your time today. Really such a blessing to kind of wrestle those things over with you. Mm, my pleasure. But I just want to thank you for the opportunity of sharing. And uh, if anybody out there would like some help in their journey in life, uh, you know, I'm here and obviously you said just contact your good self or whatever you're going to do. Great seeing you and hearing your talk at our conference and uh yeah, highly recommend this lady, everybody. Get to come along to your conferences too. So, so bless you, Tina. Thanks for listening to this week's episode. I trust it's been helpful for you. Don't forget to check out onmissionwithgod.com. Love to see you in the course this year. Have a great week and see you next time.